0: Hey, welcome to another episode here, the um, Kick Pod Podcast, the podcast dojo for inspirational martial arts talk. I am your host, T.J. Williams, giving you the insider of my martial arts journey, discussing and analyzing martial arts based subjects, and highlighting martial artists. Of all styles, past, present, and future. And for those who just joined me for the first time, uh, this is a pre-recorded episode. So whatever I talk about in this episode will be either coming up or has already passed. And just thinking about it, how to start this episode off? We have finally reached the final month of the year, and um, of course, December is like definitely going to be one busy year because, of course, uh, Christmas is on its way. And from my count, it's about twenty-two days. Um. Let, yeah. So, of course, everybody's in the store getting their last-minute Christmas gifts. from, um, Of course, ordering from Amazon, and of course, people are writing down their um New Year's resolutions. I mean, I know a lot of people are going to be hitting the gym in January. But yeah. So, of course, uh, just talking about my condition, I'm really looking forward to get back to the gym since my injury back in um August, and uh, so I definitely my knee's getting a little better. Yeah, because I know a lot I've been keeping you guys posted and, you know, I had surgery on my knee. And of course, I've been taking a ton of therapy session. So I'm looking forward to get back to my old self. But, you know, I'm not trying to rush it and just taking things one step at a time. All right. So with that, with that being said... I got guests um, with me today. Of course, it's like easy. It's like great when you got a, a next door neighbor um, as a guest. All right, he comes from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And of course, uh, he's a, a founder of Karate Unity, having 26 years of martial arts training, getting various uh, black belts in numerous styles. And his main goal is to unite martial arts martial artists throughout cross training and to improve their martial arts style and lastly here's a plus he's also a podcaster like me so this is definitely a plus this is a double all right so let me introduce everybody to Chris Hansen. he decided to um come on the show and at least talk about his life or his um journey in the martial arts so um uh so let's welcome him to the show so how are you doing there
1: hey TJ thanks for having me man uh oh I'm doing great so just uh welcome everybody good afternoon good morning good evening wherever you are in the world um uh, thanks tj for having me man i'm doing great um it's a nice evening uh i'm a little injured from uh i, I just came back from a, a memorial seminar on the weekend there um and uh yeah it was intense man we uh we we had like a four-hour session um and it was a fundraiser for uh als uh which is uh like a lou, lou gehrig's disease and uh we were just basically uh it was a it was a uh, a get together of uh top canadian martial artists to celebrate uh lost uh lost canadian legends man you know a lot a lot of teachers that we lost in our past um and we just wanted to get together and train and you know make some money for for a fundraiser so it was a really good time but i'm injured <laughs> my neck's a bit out but uh, other than that i'm doing great
0: yeah uh yeah it's amazing like well i the, that's the thing, though, about us martial arts like doing seminars, like, you know, doing other um, styles of martial arts and um, just these better of our um, other than our styles, like, like learn something new that we can use, like for self-defense and everything else. You know, that's pretty much me when I'm going to the convention in um, July. So, yeah, we always have some guests come in. Like last year we had um George St. Pierre, which, of oh, course, yeah.
1: Yeah, Canadian guy. Right on
0: yeah and yeah we had like a lot of um, good um people in our organization and i'm doing seminars so yeah i know how it is with seminars yeah it's always fun
1: right for for sure i mean it was uh it was a cool get together i mean that's my thing you know uh bringing everybody together I, i didn't organize it uh one of uh one of our guys in our in our network did but uh they just asked me to say they said you know if you're free come on down and uh it was a great opportunity. There was kung fu guys there, jiu-jitsu, uh, traditional Okinawan weapons, uh, practical karate uh, on my side, uh, Goju-ru, um, Shorin ru uh, Yeah, and, and uh, uh, it, it was great. It was like a buffet, a buffet of training. Um, oh, oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I think of Steve Harvey would say, um, you know, you can't complain about having a full plate when your goal is to eat. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, all right, Chris. You're gonna take us back in time with um how you started martial arts. But uh uh, but definitely the first question would be is um describe yourself before martial arts. Basically, who were you?
1: Well, um so I started when I was 10, but before then I was just a just a kid growing up in Scarborough, Ontario, which is like a a small city in uh, i guess you could say southeast of toronto um and uh yeah just a just a normal kid but it, it was a racially tense time a tense time so i was the only asian kid in my class and so unfortunately you know it, it's a very typical boring story but i was i was the only asian kid and i was bullied like you won't believe everything from the color of my skin to the size of my ears to the food i ate to my grandma to you name it man uh the kind of music i listened to and uh it really affected me and i i just noticed that i didn't i didn't want to go to school so that i was a pretty peed off kid pretty depressed um and so my my dad saw this and uh yeah he he said listen you got two choices man you can you can do hockey uh or you could do uh karate i didn't even know what the word karate is uh but but um he said uh but but i knew what hockey was because all the bullies were in hockey all 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 the all the guys that bullied me on hockey go no i don't want to do hockey dad so i guess it's going to be karate so yeah he that's what life was like before bullying and then martial arts (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah, it almost sounds like my story because yeah, I started around when I was 10 years old and now I had the same bullying um that I um did had um when um when I was in school. So yeah, and it was just mostly because I was mostly obese. That's like people would pick on you because um you were um that obese, but you know, that things were changing for me when I first started martial arts at 10 years old. And like and yeah, that's pretty much me. You start pretty much in the like late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, because
1: well, for me, it was, uh, I'm, uh, I was born in 68. So I started in, uh, in around 80, 81, 82. That's, that's when I started.
0: Oh, excuse me. <clears throat>
1: yeah. But yeah, 10 years old. We, I think we had the same start date. Start.
0: Yeah. 68. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but definitely, but definitely you talk about all the tough guys, um, dumb, did, um, hockey, but yeah, if you were, uh, if you're a fan of Cobra Kai, you know, that's like, uh, yeah, you know you've seen the episode. That, you, yep. you know that's um, baloney. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like Cobra Kai. It was a uh, it was a good blast from the past. Kind of cheesy, but I think it was a, it, to guys that grew up with Karate Kid, we don't complain. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm hoping that they have it on um, season six coming out because definitely those last five seasons were like amazing.
1: Yeah, uh, man. I enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah,
0: honestly, yeah. yeah, honestly, I was going to meet um two more members of um Cobra Kai. They were supposed to come to Fan Expo, but they canceled out. I guess it was like uh because um there was like advertising for the new season because yeah, before the, um Cobra Kai came out, uh, yeah, there was a fan expo, but I guess they canceled out because they had oh. other priorities. But I'm sure I'm gonna see them again down the road. I mean, I already yeah, got three members. Great. Yeah, I already got like three members from the um Cobra Kai um Karate Kid um yeah it series. Nice. Yeah. Yeah the thing great thing about that was um, I made um William Zapka bow.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh you 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 met him?
0: Yeah, him, um um uh, Ralph Macchio and uh Martin Cove. Yeah, met those three.
1: Oh very nice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I- all right so uh ah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, 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 okay. go ahead. Yeah,
0: I'm good. All right. All right. What was that one event that got you like interested in like um martial arts? I mean, when you got started.
1: Well, um, it was it was the event it was uh it was the bullying. Um yeah, like I, there was a situ there was a lot of situations at school, but there was one situation in particular that to be honest, I didn't I've never really talked about it online with anyone. So you're the first person. Um, I usually talk about it in, 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 in general in general, but um one day I was going to school, you know, my, my my grandma and my dad um uh wanted to cheer me up, so they bought me a bike. Um, bought me a red CCM shiny bike. It was uh it, it was uh, it didn't have any hand brakes, but it had like those coaster brakes where you can push back on. Those you know, you know what I'm talking about? You, yeah. you can't squeeze on them, but you can push back on, on your legs and and and, and, and you slow down. But anyway, I love that bike, man. And, uh, it was brand new. So, uh, my grandma says, Hey, this is, this is yours. Take it to school. This and that. I went to school. I'm chaining up my bike and, uh, all these guys started, started walking towards me. And I just, you know, I see every, everything, they're all coming towards me. And, uh, they just rushed me and kicked my bike, scratched it all up. It went up against the fence and I was in tears, man. You know, the bell rang and, uh, um, everybody went, went back to class and I was just, just standing there in the field feeling like totally beaten, you know? Um, And so I said, enough's enough, man. I told my parents about this and uh, my dad said, listen, you, you, you're going to have to do something about this. And, and uh, yeah, I joined martial arts and, and bro, when I, when I first stepped foot in, in that dojo, I saw black, white, yellow, chinese, tall, small, fat, muscular, you name it, shy, tough, all kinds of people. I I took a breath in and I felt at home. And then I uh, I said to myself, "Man, I ain't looking back." And uh, you know, cuz everybody had a story to say, and we all shared that story and pushed each other hard, man, through the journey. And so um Yeah, man, that that was that was one event. And and the other event, what what got me kind of really, really excited about martial arts is uh, one day I remember this distinctly, man, I was 11 years old and uh, my dad took me to a double feature. Um, One of my relatives came by uh, from from England, the whole family came and So uh, he likes martial arts, this guy. So he took me to, to film. I've never seen a martial arts film before. My first martial arts film when I was, like, I think, around 10 or 11 was a double feature with Jackie Chan, Big Brawl, and Enter the Dragon, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. It was a double feature, bro. And I was like, I I didn't know anything about these two guys. So I, I just walked in. I had my popcorn. I'm sitting down. Enter the Dragon was shown last. So Big Brawl came on first, and I'm going, oh, man, this guy can move, Jackie, right? He's got all these acrobatic stuff. And I'm like, oh, this, this is great. So I was excited. So then intermission came in and I was all pumped. Right. And then, um, then, you know, the screen got dark, opened up and then, you know, the opening scene, right. Right. And then, and then you see like the Hong Kong scene and then, then he's touching hands with the student. And then he's, he's like, look at the finger pointing to the moon, the whole thing I'm going, man. And then, um. The fight scene with Bob Wall, where he touched hands and he does the poxal punch, I was like, "Oh, I gotta try that!" Right? So I I I got hooked on Bruce Bro. Since then, I I was looking for books about him. So there was a martial arts school nearby my house, and I would take I would save up my 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 allowance, take the bus there. I'd be there for hours looking through all these magazines. I had like. I got like a collection of of black belt all the way from nineteen eighty two, bro. Black belt Karate Illustrated and Kung Fu Magazine, man, and 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 all kinds of Bruce Lee memorabilia. So, yeah, the the, the movies and the bullying; those are the things that got me going.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I say that's like the push and the envy, because you know, yeah, I could say Brick Big Brawl and um, Enter Dragon like are one of my two favorite movies to watch, and then uh, nope. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I think of um big brawl or the uh, uh Battle Creek uh fight, Creek, or whatever yeah, it was yeah, called. Battle
1: Creek brawl, it, that's what they was called before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's still free on um YouTube, man. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I didn't. Cause, see
0: uh, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause uh, yeah, cause I was watching that like uh like when I was um going through my injury, yeah, that was like that was like one of my favorite movies to watch. So with Jackie Chan, well, there's other Jackie Chan movies that I like to watch too. But yeah, but that was one of my favorite ones to watch.
1: You like Drunken Master?
0: Yeah, I think I seen Drunken that Master movie. Yeah, Stunt. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's two two parts to that. There's my that that was also my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of Jackie
0: Chan, you know he was um one of the stuntman in um, um Enter the Dragon, of course. He was. Yeah. And
1: then I did later. He he was the guy who had his neck broken on the on the uh, on the set. Um, like, like, I mean, not like, not for real, but, uh, do you remember the scene in the basement where, um, when, uh, one of the guards jumped him and, and yeah. got him behind in a bear hug. And then, uh, Bruce did, a, he did an escape and then he did a neck crack on the guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They kind of get him off, put like put him off screen. And then you see Bruce Lee just like, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yo. Oh, yeah man, I I that think... movie man. that movie was 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 dope
0: Yeah now, now I got to watch that movie again it was like that was like one of my top movies to watch Yeah
1: you, you know you know what gets me though man I talked to all my martial art friends about this is like I don't know why they couldn't do something with that with 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 Bruce Lee like have some sort of a kind of like a prequel maybe like like think about it man like 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 uh like Han, Han, the younger days, or, or like, um, y- you know how Han and Bruce were Shaolin disciples, right? Well, mm-hmm. you kind of like have a prequel where, you know, they were training in the Shaolin temple and how Han became a rogue guy and, you know, the, his early beginnings and, you know, or, or a storyline where, where like, say his sister, his, si- his sister was raped and murdered and killed and all this. Right. So, we can have you can have like a expose of Bruce Lee's sister and you-, you know what I mean and tie it into like into the dragon like they they got to do something to rekindle that Bruce Lee icon man because I'm missing it you know what I mean
0: yeah I mean they're doing like all these series for Cobra Kai you know you get they got series for like Willow and all that stuff yeah I mean, yeah do something like that
1: yeah I-, I I don't know I think it has to do something with with the Bruce Lee family because I know Shannon. Shannon and her mom have a, have, they, they have like a very powerful kind of hold on the Bruce Lee name, you know, and, and control of all that. Like, so that's my guess. I, I, I can't, I don't know if it's a fact, but that's just my guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get back to that um Bruce Lee Gum. But of course, I have like a uh kind of I call this um the hidden dojo. So that but that's like the towards the end of the um the interview. So but we're gonna get back to that. But let's get more into your uh, martial arts um, journey. So can you sure. think of your um a memory of your first class that you ever took?
1: Yeah, I I do. Um <clears throat> so my first my first uh class was in a karate class, a traditional karate class. Um if you want to go way back, it, it was, it was a community center program. It was a 20 week course. Um, my dad just, you know, wanted to get my foot wet in it and I loved it. I chewed it up. I remember walking in and uh, doing uh, all kinds of craziness, like key hones on the line, you know, line drills, uh, horse stance training for like, you know, um, I, I remember those days, but the days that were the the days that really hit me were when I actually, so when that 20 week program was done, I went to a legit karate school, which is the, uh, the the teacher who taught these guys at the community center. Like uh, they said, listen, you. Um, the teachers there said, you got to go to my teacher, which is Kwai Wong. So Kwai Wong still has a school in Toronto, Toronto, Canada. He's a he's a Chinese man, um, but he was trained in Okinawa under Nagamini and um, strong martial artist, man. He was my first my first sensei uh, slash Sifu and he mixed uh Lang chuan which is like a praying mantis style with Shorin ru so it was it was hard sops so it was so it was really good so we he 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 was also trained in Okinawa, too so he had a very hard regimented militaristic kind of training so if you screwed around and talked over there man you'd get hit with a shinai you know you 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 you'd have to have good alignment with your fists and stuff otherwise you'd get wrapped on the knuckles with the sticks Um, you know, like if you were to look at the training and the discipline back then versus now, all these guys would get lawsuit, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, I, I came up from that. So that's all I know. So when I see, when I see, and and I don't mean this as a dig to anybody, but when I see kids classes now, I kind of just go, no, man. No. Right. But but like because of the games and 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 all these things that they play. But I think, you know, given given the way the kids are now, they need they need their attention spans focused. So I think games will work as opposed to the military style of training. I don't think you're going to lose kids with that training. Right. So I guess it's an evolutionary step. But anyway, yeah. So the trade, the hard training from uh wong's karate is, is what i remember um course dance training and getting hit with the stick <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i pretty much can relate to like how things were years ago to what's now because mostly it was the rise of technology and um of course yeah we're kind of losing these kids to, uh technology you know what they want to be home with the tablets uh of yep. course with the uh, The video games, but, you know, I kind of, well, for me, that was, I was like one of those kids. I was like, I always wanted to get on those video games, but nevertheless, like nowadays, I kind of, my attention is more on like things that are serious. Like, let's just say I become retired when it comes to video games, you know, of course, that's, that's, that's my part of growing up. But yeah, I could see, yeah, like what today I mean, we don't want to treat these kids like we're going out to war. I mean, but yes, it's, it's almost a war to say that we want you to like be careful or be aware of what's going out there. Because, you know, everything out there happening, of course, in my area, of course, there's like a lot of shootings and a lot of uh, kidnapping. And, you know, I don't want my students to be the statistics of that. You know, I always not on them like saying like um like being hard on them. I just want them to understand that. You know, your life is a big priority. I mean, if you have a jar, you got, you have golf balls, you have um, small pebbles, and you have uh, sand, which one would you put in the jar first? And then, you know, if they think they can put the the sand in first, you know, they won't have any room for everything else like the golf balls and and the pebbles. So yeah,
1: Well, that's a good analogy, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yep, I always yep. tell them like the most important, even I talk about like their schoolwork, like I say, the things that you learn in school can apply to martial arts. I mean, you know, there's a history behind everything. Of course, there's a science and a, a language and yet sometimes a little uh, arithmetic or math into, so I tell them the importance of school as well as the importance of martial arts. So they both have a comparison.
1: You're a good man. I appreciate that because uh i am a school teacher by trade uh, that's my day job yeah. so i uh when you tell me all this stuff, I've got a big smile on my face, you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah, and also thinking about my injury that me um getting like injured like back in um August, you know I always want also it's important to be um knowledgeable in anatomy because I always tell my students like um about like the muscles that they're using for techniques and um the spots you want to hit for like uh, certain techniques like I give them like an example like you know where the external observable protuberance is and then you know they have that confused look on their face and uh my um instructor has like a big skeleton um in one of the rooms and I just like go over there and show them like where the spot that you're going to hit for like techniques. So yeah, so they have an idea. So I want them to have a visual of the anatomy.
1: Oh, that's important for sure. I mean, that's old school training too. Like uh, uh, masters uh, would learn about how to heal the body so they can break it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right
0: so um after your first class uh what was your mind well of course uh, your mindset was you wanted to continue doing this yeah
1: yeah i i uh well when i excuse me I, i'm kind of fighting off a, a chest uh a chest cold so i'll try to cough away from the microphone but um yeah um yeah my mindset uh so my first class first few classes actually after after that i i was hooked man um like when I first stepped step foot, I mean, it was like a compare a co- compare and contrast effect, you know. Like I prior to, to going in there, I mean, I had a very negative outlook of life. You know, I I I I was given up. Kids were just too mean and I hated going to school and stuff. And then I stepped foot in a dojo where everybody's welcoming and it was a tough environment, but you were pushed in a positive way, you know. Um, and every the the beauty was everyone is the same in a sense that that we, we're all coming from the same kind of struggles, you know, like they, there were kids that like you, you were mentioning about, uh, you know, being bullied about uh, obesity and things like that. They were, I, I there were kids like that too. Um, but the thing is we were all together and we we're all being pushed together and we we're encouraged to push each other together. That whole unity piece, right. Was fostered at a very small age. So uh, the, anyway, the, the, the moment I started, st- it stepped foot into that environment. Um, just uh how could i say i was obsessed with it The the whole thing of repeating things and being in a group where people are beside you in front of you and behind you and you, you you're hearing the snap of the technique you're hearing everybody doing things at the same time there's commands yelled out and you you have to respond and i, I never got that from any other activity except martial arts um and just it's just having that group fitness vibe and then bowing and and uh respecting your teacher and like you know respecting each other and and just sparring and like that feeling that of of that 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 high you get when you beat someone and then and then you get beaten after and then you want to keep going and it's just that adrenaline rush of fighting um you just feel so calm after you know when when it's all done and then you want to do it all over again you know what I mean so um yeah man that that's that's my mindset my mindset was being obsessed, being driven, uh, and engrossed with the whole idea of repetition. Um, I, I, I craved that right Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah. The, the thing about martial arts, it's almost like a prerequisite or like, uh, an indemnity to other things, you know, for me, when as I was doing martial arts for like least couple, six years, I started doing, I got the courage to uh, go for football, you know, I, I wasn't even good at it, you know, I'm lucky enough to get one trophy out of the whole, uh, four years I played, but, uh, yeah, it's like a prerequisite of everything else, like, for now, I'm, well, before I got injured, I was, I was doing, um, I was doing, um, pro wrestling, of course, yeah, because with pro wrestling and uh, martial arts, it has, like, that same background, You like, you know how to do roll, you know, pro wrestling does it the role you know how to grapple or basically if you're good at brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah you have an indemnity to do chain so yeah that's what we call like um grappling and um wrestling chain so chain. that's like yeah yeah. You
1: know. yeah
0: yeah yeah even though it's they call it uh well they call it fake wrestling but i call it like script so but it may seem like it's um like People say fake, but we still make contact. You know, I get hurt. Well, that, I'm an example because I got my tele, um, my patellar tendon. um torn. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know that jumper knee. Because I like to jump. <laughs>
1: oh no, I, I uh, you see that's the thing. People judge man. They don't know right uh, unless unless you're there or you, you you do a deep study of it. Like I I can't remember where where I learned about this stuff. Uh, uh, what's the was it hulk hogan was he was he a wrestler hulk hogan yeah yeah hulk hogan i think did some sort of a documentary and uh and and that's when i learned about how you know it's it's scripted but there's there's it's tough man it's hard it's full contact right Mm so yeah respect man respect
0: (laughs) yeah just just think about like movie actors you know really it's like that's pretty much how wrestling is it's like we're playing a character Yep. So yeah I mean you're either playing yourself or you're designing a character like uh that's a a replica of yourself yeah yeah all right so um of course you got that mindset to keep going so what would you say your favorite moment um in martial arts is
1: um there there's many um I, I as a kid uh so I guess I can answer this in two steps uh as a kid and as as an adult now just uh sorry i'm a I'm a school teacher, so i gotta write things down <laughs> yeah but, uh, so so uh so I just got a pencil here and just uh anyway so i i as a kid um I think one of my favorite moments was the whole sparring piece um I was moving up the ranks, and i was I was pretty good at my belt level at the time, but uh there was there was a a partnering school um that was affiliated with us actually it's the same school' it's just a different location and um we we were we were doing these uh, interschool tournaments, and so um one of the guys said, "Hey, man, you better calm down because you're not king in here any, anymore. There's another guy coming down, and his name is unaha Hong." he's a, he was a Korean guy. He, he, uh, before he studied karate, he did Hapkido with his dad and his dad was a Hapkido master. And so his kicks was off the wall, man. He could set up kicks, uh, jump spin in the air, nail you. He would kick and do a scissor on the floor, take you out. It, it, his skills were amazing. I didn't know this till I sparred him. So, uh, I was an orange belt at the time. He was a junior black. And, um, What's it uh, we sparred and he beat me like, like, like nothing. And um so I got angry, man. And, and so I, I went home and I was just replaying how I was beaten over and over again. And I was just studying his moves. And uh, I said, well, I can't kick like him, but what I can do is crash the line and trap up his body, trap up his hands and just go to town like that. Work some inclin- clinch striking or create some distance, Enough to to throw some counters. So I was rehearsing this in my basement over and over again, man. And then Saturday came in. It was fight, fight day that day. Unha was there and um we sparred and it went down kind of like the way I was imagining it, where he was coming in doing his usual tricks, you know, bouncing around, setting up, through a couple of feeler kicks, and then he went for that spin. When he went for that spin, I did a side stop kick and I hit him in the hit him in the hip. He went down. And then I went to pick him up just out of courtesy, but he kicked my hand out of the way. And I'm going, what are you doing, bro? But, but, uh, I, so it just went on kind of like that. We, we end up sparring each other. Sometimes, a lot of the times he beat me, but then I'd beat him because I crashed the line. And just, you know, that kind of fun competition among, among, among us was, 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 was the funnest times, man. Um, and then, uh, uh other times too, where it was just like, I'm very stubborn. Uh, and I hardened myself, so sometimes we would be learning some techniques that I just couldn't do in class, I just, everybody else was doing it, and I couldn't pull it off, like there was one technique, for instance, uh, you're, you're standing in fighting stance, and you step in, you do a cosa dodge, which is like a, uh, kind of like a female horse stance, and do a back fist, and then spin around, and do another back fist, like a hammer, it's like back fist, spin, hammer, right, and i couldn't pull that off i was always falling down in the dojo and stuff so i remember man i'm telling you i remember this like yesterday i was living in my parents house i went downstairs in the basement i was so stubborn i missed dinner for this i spent two hours practicing that spinning technique till i got it down and then i went back to class again and i nailed it you know what i mean So, so 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 things like that you know um uh, where, were, uh, you know, th- these are my favorite moments. And then finally, you know, as an adult now, I have a lot of favorite uh, favorite moments. Like, wh- uh, I guess if you could summarize it all, it would be, uh, excuse me, um, just the, I'm fortunate and blessed to, you know, talk to people like you and to just bring bring people together. Like I do have a podcast on my channel too, um, along with, uh, you can like, you can know, find me on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Part of my content is is a podcast piece, but a lot of it is is uh, video video content focusing on cross training and other arts and combat sports. But uh, just the fact that I can touch hands and and put my content out there, have people see it, and then actually invite me to their country and city for seminars, um, uh, these are my favorite times. You know, as an adult now, you know, just the ability to do that.
0: Yeah yeah and uh, speaking of your podcast you also like invite guests like uh say if you wanted me to be a guest on your show i mean that could absolutely
1: anytime man
0: oh yeah yeah. like so far this year i've been invited to like three podcasts and like have you heard of uh, master motivation no i
1: haven't
0: tell me yeah um Yeah, uh, yeah. So he's also on YouTube. Um, his name is um Jason Flame. Yeah, he's a martial artist, a podcaster, and even a pro wrestler like me. So I was on his show like uh, back in September. So yeah, he's very. He had like pretty much good guests like uh Chris uh uh, Kazamaza. Yeah. So if you know Mortal, if you uh, watch the movie Mortal Kombat, he was (coughs) scorpion. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, man. I uh, I I um I'm still very. uh, To be honest, I'm very. How can I say? very green in this space i i'm not a, nowhere near a professional but uh i just this this whole podcast thing started um i guess when covid hit uh you know late 2018 or 2019 time and then you know everybody just got locked down and all we had was a camera and a microphone and you know a zoom connection to do some training and talking to each other so um yeah i had guests like uh you know who kung lee is from yeah yeah. So from one, one, I think he's a one, no strike force, strike force guy. So I had Kung Lee. Uh, he's also a former UFC champ. So I had him, I had a uh, John Hackleman who is a UFC UFC fight coach to, to Chuck Liddell. Um, I had a uh, boss rooting, you, you know, boss rooting. Boss. He's a UFC UFC fighter too. Um, big in Europe. Um, a pancreasian pancreation fighter um i'll send you some some links i'll send you the link to the video but great guy yeah. man he um he's currently residing in california and he still teaches and stuff he's a killer he's just a killer and and he's i think he's in his 60s now and he's still in amazing shape you know um yeah, yeah so i mean I, I was blessed to have a couple of guys like that on my channel and you know but i i to be honest i i I have a I have a family. And I'm married and I have a kid, a young kid. So it's it's really hard to to hustle, you know, to to get everybody together and because it takes time away from from uh, from family time. So it's a battle Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it was like for for me. I know how it is for you to watch your daughter grow up, and uh, of course, I'm only your uncle. But you know, I had the opportunity to watch my uh, niece when she was ten years old to take her um. Uh, Kempo class. Nice. And, you know, it was, it was like, uh, you had like, of course her in there, you had like 25 kids in the class, um, different ages, different belt ranks. And you had like four different instructors, and, you know, I'm sitting there just watching and, you know, I'm, I'm just there to like, see my niece, like take class. Cause you know, it's just, it's me. It's almost like her just kind of like, um, follow my footsteps, uh, taking class. And you know, I mean, it's, it was only a short period. And I mean, of course, uh, she had to quit. And uh, of course, uh, but I mean, she's pretty much at flag now. I mean, doing volleyball. You know, she has a job. I mean, she's growing up real good. And i just so glad I got to see her after the pandemic um, dropped. And you know, and, yeah, that's the thing about the, the, about the pandemic that uh, that gave me an opportunity to start this podcast. So, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I was pretty much being stuck home for like two months after getting temporarily laid off from my job. So yeah, I pretty much had this whole thing set up before I started the podcast. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh I I uh I'm 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 glad you I'm glad you did something that that made you happy. I mean, that's uh um I I I, I, I to be honest, I, I didn't really know who you were until you reached out to me. Then I started paying attention to to some of the things you're doing and it seems like you're doing a great thing. I mean, uh, you know, you've got a, you've, you've got a a pretty wide base of, of guests. Um, and, uh, you're, 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 you're growing, man. You're, you keep, you keep pushing. So it's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah you know the things sometimes when I don't get a guest is like, I have to try to come up with a subject, you know, something relevant, you know, but luckily they're just like, um, towards like pop culture like whatever like if i watch a movie you know i kind of analyze what i see in that movie and kind of kind of um contribute what i do as a martial arts and uh you know and that's pretty much what i do in my podcast you know it's just not just talking about like martial arts just like pop culture like that's the fun part of uh, my podcast yeah 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 Uh, all right let's kind of get to your like uh your first black belt test can you like describe like i know you do various styles but can you think of one black belt test uh that um sticks out for you
1: oh okay then uh okay then then i'm going to talk about this one because i i i I talked i I wrote down my very first black belt test but um and not to take away from that teacher and and that's and that system but um the one that stands out well, I'll just talk about it anyway. The, my first black belt test was was at Matsubayashi Rue at Kwai Wong um, Wong's Karate, and uh, in a nutshell, it was for my shodan. Um, I, I put in at the time about almost ten years uh, t- to that level. Um, so, you know, this this particular teacher, he didn't give out belts, man. Like nowadays, I mean, kids can get black belts in a couple of years. Um, mm. I, I'm not going to criticize that. It's just it's just the way of the land. Um, but, uh, you know, old schoolers like us, when we look back, we're going, how, man, how, how, why, you know, but it is what it is. Um, and every school's, uh, every school's different. So, you know, I can't, I can't judge, you know, every school's different and they have different expectations and, and criteria, but anyway, so my first test after 10 years, you know, uh, we did, and, um, it was, it was a buildup. Like, so prior to the actual examination day for that last week, uh, uh sensei was uh just drilling us every day you know we we'd have to come in and double up on our classes and stuff just to show some resilience and things and teach and things things like that and then just just go through the heavy training and then we did the test the test was i think uh two hours um for my first dan <laughs> excuse me and uh it was hard man uh, we did a lot of things uh everything from sparring to kata to self-defense to breaking uh to doing rehearsed rehearsed techniques and techniques on the fly um and then yeah man we had the ceremony and a uh, dinner after and it was awesome but the the test that stood out in my mind was my uh so then so that was in Sean Ru um so I did that for about 14 years and went up to knee, uh, knee down there second down and then um uh I cross trained in another art uh kempo uh which is uh I, I don't know if you know Ed Parker do you know who he is yeah yeah, so the Ed Parker system uh, uh one one of my senses uh Vic Arnold he he cross trained with Ed Parker. He'd always go to Pasadena and and do some seminars and training over there. Um and then uh Ed gave him a a certificate to to teach and he says, "Listen, uh go back to Canada and teach it any way you want." So uh, Vic kind of cross trained and mixed mixed drew with uh Kempo with uh Arnis with grappling with all kinds of stuff man and um that was our temple and his tests were brutal so um for my sandan test my third dan um it was a 12-hour test um <laughs> i did exactly man 12 hours man it, it, <sighs> it was ridiculous um just ridiculous but um i i lasted to about nine nine hours um, at the ninth hour, I got my ribs kind of pushed in because uh, we I was sparring this this younger guy, and he was a tournament fighter, a really good tournament fighter. And uh, um, oh, I was just winded. And he set me up, and he did a scissor takedown, and I was winded. So I got up again. We're going. He set me up again. You know, went high and then slipped in a, slipped in a round kick, and right in here, man. And my ribs pushed mm. in. I was breathing hard and heavy. I kept going but sensei sensei threw in the towel and he says listen you're done you can't function anymore now He's, he says but uh you 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 put in a good run and uh yeah we that particular day it was it was sparring keyhone techniques self defense scenario um i had to write an essay and basically stick it out for like 9 hours um it was the best day of my life man um i i, I remember that till t- 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 now um yeah but uh and that's time to give back i mean he passed away in in uh, 2015 which was a devastating loss to me and everybody else um and we actually remembered him in our in our memorial that just happened uh over the weekend there so um the sensei who ran the event was really nice and he says listen if you know anybody uh who 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 meant something to you you can you can uh um uh, commemorate him at, at this event today so yeah i i, I gave i gave uh, gave a shout out to sensei Vic, and um yeah man that's those are the memories Yeah.
0: oh wow i mean the way you talk about how you describe your black belt test that's almost similar to what i had to go through i mean for me yeah like when i did my first degree it was like well things the thing i did for my first degree was a lot different than what i did for my uh my fourth degree test because, um, of course, our organization, we um, basically uh, change things around for the black belt test. We basically are like testing things out like we want to test uh, students endurance. But I could tell you my last black belt tests. I mean, of course, that was my like my last physical test before my, my next rank, which is uh master rank, which I'll be going for in July. So for, with that, I mean, at least with the, the master rank, I don't have to worry about doing any physical work, just uh, <laughs> I would do like a a course, like a, a, a development course, and, and then from there I get the thumbs up from our um grandmaster um, Chuck Norris. Oh to, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So yeah, the style Have I strain it.
1: it. <laughs> oh yeah. wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the uh, yeah, so I train the Chuck Norris system, of course. Uh I would would be a dream to actually be trained by Chuck Norris, but yeah.
1: Have but, you, you met know, him? Have you met him before?
0: Oh, many times I mean okay. we have like like every July we have our a convention in Las Vegas, so even you can like mostly it's expensive, but uh mostly when you go, it's like he's like the uh, honorary guest at least um and like like on Sundays we have like a photo op, and you know you of course you have to pay for the photo op for to have a picture with um uh Mr Norris and um his brother um Aaron Norris nice. so uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so, well, uh, so far, like, uh, of course I have like four pitches with them that yeah, basically for my degrees, like I have a picture with them, my first degree, second degree, third degree, fourth degree, and love, hopefully when I get my fifth degree, I'll have another pitch with him. So yeah, right. I want to keep, so yeah, Mr. Norris definitely knows who I am. So yeah, because mostly because I have my training here in Niagara Falls and, uh, and it's just like a wonderful, wonderful ride for me. It's just like, really, it's just like growing up
1: i i uh, I, i'm glad that you trained under him because uh uh chuck chuck always uh i've always seen chuck as as uh mind you i'm judging just from from what i see on social media and movies and things uh, but i know people who do know him personally too and they all say good things about the man i mean uh, he 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 was a skilled fighter back in the day i think he's still pretty active now and he's done so, so well i mean he's he's got like a a really good world record too i think like six or seven time world champion or something um yeah. unbelievable guy man um i i used to i grew up watching all his movies too you know um oh man the octagon uh i think uh what's what, what, what what's your favorite chuck norris movie man
0: well the one that thing that comes to mind is um sidekicks yeah
1: oh sidekicks was that with chuck norris
0: yeah, it was actually um, with uh, another actor. Um, of course, he passed away, um, Jonathan um, Brandi- Brandis. He um, had diffused the fantasy. The movie is about him fantasizing about Chuck Norris um, having adventures with him. And then, like, he wanted to get into martial arts. And, uh, of course, his his school teacher kind of got him into martial arts by um, introducing him to her uncle, who run, okay. ran a restaurant. And I, I think that it's on um, YouTube, but uh, it's like a good movie. This is like a. And he actually um kind of um gone to competition and he actually meets Chuck Norris and um okay. they have they, yeah, they actually have like a fighting team and then uh, there was like a uh I think it was an instructor or a master from another um another um studio was who's obnoxious. And um of course um he has a fight with Chuck Norris in the finals and um of course Chuck Norris beats him and like the last move that Chuck Norris throws is like a jumping um flying sidekick. And the guy starts spinning, spinning, and then he falls flat on his face. And it was just funny. Uh, I,
1: I remember I remember the, the title and as you're telling me I've, I've got little glimpse of it, glimpses of it, but I can't uh I can't remember the movie. I'm gonna have to look it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I had um remember um Miko or yeah, he was um in um Conan the Barbarian.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Asian guy, Miko. yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: he, yeah, he was in that movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, so. Okay. Yes. Now I remember. All right. All right. I remember now. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah. He. well, he. Yeah. He was in that one scene. He pretended he was drunk, and then he tried to uh, get those uh, bikers out of there.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. He's a. He's a. He's a. I. I like. I like watching him too on 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 the screen. Um. I think he did a. He did a small scene with Bruce Lee too a long time ago. Uh. Mako was in. Um, when when he, he he was in in the green there was a green hornet ser- uh, series that bruce lee did and mako was in in one of those fight scenes <clears throat> yeah he was really young then but anyway
0: yeah oh yeah he was in also big brawl also yeah
1: yes that's right he was the teacher i think one of one of his teachers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i like
0: that Cade scene It's like it's like after he's like, like throwing all oh, tennis balls at him like, on right. the square
1: on tennis balls that's right that's right <laughs> that was a great movie Uh, man i love that movie man
0: yeah yeah i think it's still on youtube so i might as well watch it tomorrow sometime yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, all right so of course yeah here you are you've done like all these wonders to get into your black belt now let's talk about your current status like uh with their um karate unity or yeah so can you like give us like a view of that like how you said you um might kind of uh did you like uh you said you found it right
1: yeah so um yeah i'll tell you a little bit about that uh, thanks for asking i i i love yep. talking about this because it's uh to me it's it's a calling of mine so karate unity um you can see like in the background it's one of my banners i made up that i i i i've been invited to international seminars uh lately i i just came back from uh in march i came back from germany i was invited by um uh one of uh, ian abernathy's uh, have you heard of ian abernathy do you know who he is
0: oh yeah i took a couple seminars um with him so yeah i know he's good with um being a of, uh, the bunkai of um the bunkai guy yeah
1: yeah he, uh, he's he's a he's a hardcore karate man um he's uh he's i think he's he trained with uh, uh jeff thompson peter Constardine and and all all those guys in britain that that do hardcore uh, hardcore martial, uh, karate, um, he came from that camp, you know, um, and anyway, I'm, I'm certified under him recently, uh, so I got my fourth Dan through him, um, I did my test, uh, up in the UK, uh, so I went up there to, d- to, to do all that, and, uh, um, what's it, um, uh, shout out to, K- uh, Christian, uh, wedewart from Germany, he, uh, he kind of put me on the map, uh, uh, to, to get into the European market, to, to do international seminars there, So, um, I, so anyway, uh, let me backtrack. So this whole karate unity thing started, I'd say informally way back in the nineties when we were training in clubs and we were, uh, a few of us were kind of like moving around doing stuff. And the moment we changed things up, we changed the range or crash in or, or change up a technique and broke out of the script of the technique, things would fall apart. Uh, you know like we would have a i found one of the biggest problems with traditional martial arts is we like to stay in our comfort zone of of technique so you know we 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 do all these sequences and then the moment you break free from it, it you know there there's no solution right uh whereas in combat sports like boxing wrestling uh kickboxing sambo uh you know uh sports like that muay thai uh for example it's 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 the applications are very obvious you know and 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 you know you don't have to decipher any bunkai or anything like that right so so uh cross training so i started cross training with guys uh under the table we couldn't cross train at clubs because we weren't allowed to it was very traditional so in in the change rooms we would exchange uh we didn't have any cell phones or anything so at the time this was like the 80s 90s right so we we would we would have pieces of paper going yo man uh here's my number. Let's we'll hook up on the weekend at your garage. Let's do some training, this and that. We'll bring some boxing gloves and this and that and try things out and it was crazy, man. So we we would have like garage training, you know, backyard training and uh that's when Unity started. Everybody like we met boxers, grapplers, jkd guys, muay thai guys, uh krav maga people and uh one thing led to another and uh I ended up training at their at their gyms and uh it it was it was history in the making and so now i've i've made so many so many friends in this network and i decided to formally put myself out there uh i think i started this you know early uh, sorry uh early n- 2019 uh, i started karate unity um as a little dinky youtube podcast thingy and i would just like m- meet meet a bunch of people online and throw out some really raw uh amateur kind of videos and uh about cross training um and how karate can be um studied or your base art can be studied much better if you trained with a whole bunch of other people too who are doing the same things but will give you different perspectives on your training right and so um this was this was this was a formula that was working for me and for everybody else and so we we decided to Come together. So now, Karate Unity now is is, is an official uh, uh, learning and teaching um, a learning and teaching collective um, based on cross training that consists of traditional martial artists, combat sport players, and tactical combative instructors. Um, and so, this mix of these three kind of camps, we we all share seminars together. We teach each other. We grade each other's students. Um, and we provide different perspectives from different arts and combat sports, um, and just to grow our own art, right, so, um, so yeah, that started in 2019, I put out some little dinky videos and podcasts, and people started to talk to each other, and one thing led to another, I got an invite from Germany, Um, I went there, and things just started to kind of explode in a way, Um, and and now I'm kind of uh, turning down work because like I said to you, I'm a, I'm a full-time uh, uh, school teacher. So I, you know, that's my pretty much my nine to five kind of thing. Uh, and my husband and I'm a, I'm a dad too. And um, if I'm going to be on the road doing this seminar thing, I'm going to be divorced, bro. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I understand. So, I mean, I, I, I made a, I made a pact with my wife and is and my, and my daughter, I said, listen, um, I'll be on the road, like, like internationally, maybe once to twice a year. Um, and the rest will be just, you know, uh, local gigs. Like I teach, I'm talking to you right now from my dojo. This is my home dojo. Um, and I, I uh, like I teach out of my house type of thing. And um, I also, uh, you know, travel locally to teach and uh, they fly me out um, internationally too. Um, but like I said to you, like I, I can't afford to do that regularly because it's just too much uh, for me, uh, for my family but yeah, that's karate unity in a nutshell. And, you know, you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And I, I try to post uh, maybe two videos a month. I know it's not a lot, but uh, you know, um, and then I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook. So yeah, just getting content out there when I can. And I, I I really enjoy, I enjoy the online community. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get difficult people on there, but I kind of gravitate towards the positive people and, i've been getting a lot of um lately you know inbox direct direct messages saying hey chris man keep up the good work asking me for requests and um you know and it's just i have to manage it all you know it's 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 a one-man show so it's kind of hard you know but i do what i can
0: yeah and, and so for me with this on um, podcast with the kick pod you know I kind of like started off back in um, April of of 2020, of course, like I said, I was um, laid off from my job for two months, you know, I want to keep myself busy, you know, other than just um, get myself back in shape. And, you know, for this, like getting guests, I mean, it's a hit or miss, but you know, for you, it's yeah, because you know, I was lucky I got I got a mess, I found um you unity like first and like, I guy could found out who was the owner and then of course i found you and i decided to message you and see if you were willing to be a guest so i mean i was lucky to get like guests like uh you and um chris uh Casamasa, Kaz- even though it was 20 minutes and of mm-hmm. course yeah of course you're familiar with ando M- mizora Mizora's, yeah and, and- yeah. Ando,
1: uh I-, I was on his podcast uh i think uh once or twice and he was on mine so he's he's a fr- he, he's a good virtual friend of mine yeah
0: yeah so yeah good thing about me and him we're both from um, new yorkers or yeah he okay. was a yeah he, yeah he used to live in buffalo and of course uh he moved uh yeah so yeah
1: <laughs> well that's right that's right he was from buffalo he told me that and he's been to toronto a couple of times too he's a uh, a very positive person like uh if it comes to like one, the first person i think of who's who's like the most positive martial artist guy it's ando man 100
0: you know? yeah i usually i usually catch his um like uh reels on um 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 uh, uh instagram yeah it's like yes. he has all the positive messages it's like that's like almost the same thing i tell my students so yeah yeah he definitely has uh a good structure for himself
1: oh yeah i uh we 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 communicated a while back just very loosely uh in terms of uh collaborating together so uh, we're we're thinking of doing some some sort of seminar in, in the future so it'll be nice uh I, either if you come here or I'll go there but uh I'd love to work with the man so yeah
0: yeah uh, all right so who would you say you look up to in this journey
1: oh um well I I'll, I'll never forget my uh I'll never forget my teachers and mentors. Uh, as I said to you, my first, my first teacher is, was Kwai Wong. Um, and, um, we didn't really, we, he he was my first teacher. He got me into the martial arts and, uh, you know, later on we kind of, uh, how could I say, it was just one of those, one of those things where I kind of, uh, drifted, drifted in a sense that, um, when I started seeing what else was out there, I just naturally gravitated towards, uh, you know so i had another teacher uh his name is vic arnold and uh he's the one who passed away at at, at 20 at 2015 and um it just it's just the way it is you know um i loved my first teacher I, i'm not going to forget him but i i i became i'm more compatible with the second teacher like vic vic and i i guess you could say we're very free free spirited people he he would never have an issue with me cross training in another club Uh, his thing was listen uh if you're training with me he goes put in your time with me and he goes uh till you till you understand what I'm all about and he goes but um at any point in time when you feel comfortable uh he goes you can leave the nest and he says I encourage you he says because that's what I did I cross-trained with different artists and I always came back uh and and it's like tasting tasting food you know you you, you you sample certain things, you bring it back, and it's a buffet, you know, and you enjoy it together with with your classmates and your teachers. So this was the kind of thing that I fell in love with because, naturally speaking, I'm a very uh, how can I say, creative and analytical, and also uh, uh, not impatient, but kind of antsy, you know, like I, I I I I I eat up something and then I got to try something else out. Um, and I got to keep moving. I got to keep stimulated, you know, and that's just the kind of student that I am. I mean, um, I, I, am a school teacher for a living. So I, I understand different kinds of learning styles. And so the, the kind of student I was, was this kind of student, you know, always needing, needing stimulation. Um, and, um, um, I, I, I need, I needed to be free. I couldn't stick to a prescription, you know, I needed, I needed to have, The ability to freestyle and and do things and and sensing Arnold gave me that that outlet and you know I'm not knocking my first teacher but um, it was kind of like a stepping stone in my journey you know I I I met uh, Kwai Wong and I'll never forget him you know um, I haven't kept in touch with him since I got my second degree uh, for various reasons but uh, um, you know I I hope he him and his organization is doing well Um, I understand I think he's still alive but my uh, yeah, I, I'm not turning back. I mean, I, I'm happy with where I'm at now. And uh, so, yeah. In a nutshell, those two individuals, Kwai Wong and Vic Arnold, uh, for putting me on the traditional martial art path. Um, and then, then of course, you know, there's there's my family. My 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 wife is uh, is 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 my ult- ultimate, I could say, safe haven because she totally supports um, my my craziness in the martial arts, you know, because she's, she's a school teacher too, but she's also a, a hardcore fitness buff. Sorry. Um, she, um, she's a CanFit pro uh, certified professional. She teaches fitness classes after school. Um, she, she travels all over the place and and does that kind of stuff. She does, she's yoga certified and all that. So mm-hmm. she respects the idea of me drilling down on my passion as much as I, you know, respect her passion too. So, um, yeah, these are, these are the people that I, that I, uh, that's helped me on, on my journey and I look up to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's also my indemnity to a uh, fitness. Um, of course, uh, I'm certified in AFA, uh, the oh, right, athletic. Right,
1: right.
0: Yeah. And i also do, um, list mills on um, body combat. So yes. Yeah. Mills,
1: right. Right. A good life. I think yeah
0: yeah i mean that, that was like a fun experience with list mills though. of course yeah when i first took that um body combat class i mean i was like this is something i wanted to do and then it got me the courage to actually uh go and um get certified and you know for and once i was certified let's just say i became like the sensation of um body combat it's like i end up teaching one gym and then for next you know people were asking me to Suffered them in other gyms. And then from there, of course, uh crunch kind of took over and I had to like uh, go someplace else uh to uh do bike combat. But you know, I always made an impact in um doing that. So that was that was fun. I yeah.
1: i I, res- I respect Les Mills. I uh I I have a taste of it too because uh my wife uh introduced uh so my wife is a can't fit pro. Um there's this organization here in Canada, I think it's similar to AFA, uh, your your AFA, but um it, it's called can can fit pro. And, uh, it's a Canadian organization that certifies fitness professionals, you know, group fitness instructors and personal trainers and things like that. And, and, um, every year they have a fitness conference, uh, and less mills is, is part of it. Um, and so, uh, we went there, there's this big, uh, studio and they had the big screens, all the less mill uh, trainers were there with the microphones and everything. And, uh, I took part in a, in a body combat class. Oh man, it was great. It was really good. Um, you know, it, it they they went through an evolution, correct me if I'm wrong. In the beginning, when they started up, it was very prescriptive. And um I, I found their their techniques kind of kind of like kind of like a tie bow kind of thing. But then then later on, they started cross-training. I think their content creators uh were MMA people and combat sport guys and this and that. And so they're their techniques and their training was very on par with modern day combat sport and martial arts. So, um, it's legit, man. Les Mills, Les Mills, uh, techniques are, it's legit. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got my like favorite, um, tracks. I like to do mostly the Muay Thai track. That's like, cause I always have that jumping knee and I always like yeah, yeah. that jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jumping techniques, they take a lot out of you, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about the um, jumping techniques. It really burns the calories
1: hundred percent because it's an expensive movement. Yeah. You're, you're using, you're using your whole core, right. And, and your quad and hip rotation and all that. And yeah, it gases you out quick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll well, see I am once I heal. So I get I mean I want to be back to my old self. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I wish you a speedy recovery, man. I uh I know how knee well, I shouldn't say I know how I've never had a knee injury, but I know people who've had knee injuries, man, and it it can take time. It can take time, you know.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, just uh take it one step at a time.
1: Yeah, man. Slow, slow and steady wins the race.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we kind of get to our um, hidden dojo segment of the interview, uh, what is the what's inspirational quote best describes your journey?
1: Oh, man. Um, there's a lot. But uh, um, lately. Uh, so if you remember, uh, I told you, I, I went to Germany and uh, thanks to Christian Vedavart uh, Shout out to you, brother. Um, he, he's one of Ian Abernathy's guys and uh anyway uh i met a whole bunch so that's the beauty of, of karate unity you know like it's like one big hub of martial artists it's like a, a friend network you know it's great and um so 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 i got a german posse now so i got i got i got guys in Germany and girls uh ladies in germany that we we stay in touch all these martial artists and uh uh w- one of which i i keep in touch on a regular basis uh his name is um, um Martin Kudzia uh, and he he's his, his social media is uh karate Noice, uh @neuss um and Ansoi uh, dojo's uh shimo shimo atolo uh, he's the he's the head of that and uh, anyway these two guys along with Christian and, and 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 those guys um we stay in touch a lot so we're always talking Martin and I like we we talk to each other on a daily basis now it's crazy that it's, it's 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 the beauty of social media right um so he he's been constantly dropping these concepts to my head and one of the things that 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 he constantly talks about is he says um you know life is a sequence of nows and he, and he keeps mentioning that you know and, and it's amazing like so think about it your life is 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 a, is a snapshot it's a sequences of nows so so when you when you when you're living your life you know you you, you just live in the now you fulfill you soak up all of the amazingness that's there and you you capture all the opportunities that's given to you every single day. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a very common truth, but it, it's, 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 this is something that's resonating with me every day. I mean, I mean, think about it. I'm talking to you today. I'm having a great time so far, you know, and, and this is, this, I'm blessed. I'm grateful, man. You know, I'm grateful you reached out. There's a reason for this. And you know what? You're going to be on my channel next, man. I have just written mm-hmm. it down. I just written it down. You know, we're I'm gonna invite you we're gonna we're gonna make some noise. But um yeah, so life is a sequence of now's. Um and then another thing that he's been mentioning, uh, you know, Martin Kudzia sensei, he says, you know, you gotta know your why. Uh, like it, we've been thinking about that, you know, a lot. And we've been mentioning that. It's been coming up in all the conversations. You gotta know your why. And and you know, this is an underlying force, you know, like you'll realize too, the more, the more you the more guests you have on and the more you you're doing your craft, you're going to realize that there's a reason driving you. There's a reason why you're doing all this, you know, like for me, it's, it's the pure love of, of reaching out to other martial artists. It's, it's, it's getting everybody to realize that we're speaking a common language here. You know, it doesn't matter if you're doing karate or Tai Chi or boxing or, 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 or Muay Thai. I mean, look, if you strip off all the names, and you take a look at the biomechanical principles, every single martial art and combat sport is functioning based on the same principles. You know, ground reaction force, hip rotation, snap, uh, you know, uh, uh, movement, muscular, muscular. uh, you know, endurance, all these things. I mean, every athletic endeavor uses them, you know? Um, And so, you know, once you've reached that level, you can have a... An amazing conversation with everyone you know and and there'll be no prejudice right and so like i mean that's the that's that's what that's where it, where it's at for me it's like knowing my why and that's another um inspirational quote is is know your why right uh along with uh life is a, a sequence of nows yeah those two man
0: that pretty much makes sense of uh yeah yeah you're pretty much living your life with new opportunities you know i'm out there looking for new opportunities you know it's just i want to at least grow well other than staying in the same place and you know, kind of grow and get myself out there you know yeah it's like with meeting well you know my goal with um but this um podcast is like at least try to get some well actually i did get a guest that's like what grew up in um central new york and he lives in japan so nice. um, of course, uh, yeah, me and him are discussing like uh, getting him on a podcast. I know it's like for it's like tougher because um, you know right right now it's morning time over in Japan, so yeah, and uh, of course it's dark over here, so yeah. So it's based on his availability. So eventually mm-hmm. I'll be able to get on the show and he could tell us about his style and um, of course living in Japan.
1: Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah that that would be great, man. Yeah, the, the 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 time zone thing too is can be tricky, but hey, if you guys could like come up with some sort of mutual uh, understanding of time, and I don't see why that can't that can't happen, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much like they said in um, Gremlins too, and that's like if you're eating something as you're in a time zone and you cross the time zone, you know it's always midnight somewhere. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right, that's right. <sighs> Uh, yeah, that's definitely amazing. Uh okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have reached our hidden dojo uh segment of the uh interview So I kinda got this idea from watching um a Larry King um episode or Larry King now um with Mr. T. So yeah, it was, um it's I kinda got this idea like this is the fun part of uh my podcast. So we get to get the um hear the fun parts of uh Chris um uh, and it's pretty much uh well let's just say uh, side of martial arts all right so are you ready for this yeah man let's do this <laughs> all right so here's the first question the best advice you ever gotten and who said it
1: oh uh well my grandma man she she would uh she uh, she's she's gone now but uh she'd always say a friend in need is a friend indeed you know she, she'd she always say that you know and and uh she kind of gave me the definition of, of of true friends you know true friends are are, they're always there no matter what and no matter what's going on in your life they they know what's going on they know what's up you know so yeah um my grandma <laughs> a friend indeed yeah. is a friend indeed that's what she would say
0: <laughs> yeah just yeah just thinking about my grandma it's like it's almost close to like uh four years since um uh, my grandma passed away well around this time uh she was like in the hospital like uh like three years ago and uh of course uh she was um well, kind of um, deteriorating um, slowly, but, you know, luckily I got the chance to see her like before Christmas. So that was like a Christmas present. And then, of course, uh, she passed away. And then from there we had the funeral. And, you know, and at least I know where where a grave is, you know, I can always visit. So at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, I know it is like, yep. like, it was like the last of my grandparents. So, yeah. So at least that. Uh, yep. <laughs> Uh, all right. The next question. You see this is the one that people don't usually get. Uh the worst advice you've ever gotten.
1: Oh. Yeah. I I uh this is a tough one because I don't want to piss anyone off. But <laughs> oh this is this oh okay. I'm just gonna say it, man. Um in all my years of of karate training, you know, um most karate instructors, you know, they'll tell you karate's got everything kicking, striking, throwing. Weapon systems, you name it, it's a complete system. Karate's got everything. And here's my response to that. Nope. (laughs) Right? It doesn't. Um, I mean, if you think about it, all and you go way back in time, karate masters, everything was a remix. They were constantly looking for things to to add to it, to make things better. I mean, they went to China and got, uh, you know, uh, ideas from there brought it in they they mixed in kung fu into their karate and they were always keeping an eye out on whatever what other martial arts guys were doing so they can get an edge you know uh with with their team and with their with their clan and you know so everything's a remix karate doesn't have everything no style has everything right so i think that's the worst thing you can ever tell anybody is tell them that your system is the best cuz it isn't your system is good for certain things but if you want to get a holistic picture, you got to cross train like everybody else does, man. I mean, think about it. You go to school, you go to school, and you learn. You learn a. You learn a bunch of. You, you learn education, but you're learning education from different teachers. You learn. You right and 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 that that's martial arts right there. You're learning. You need to learn. Like learning has to happen from different sources. You can't just have one source because if you have that one source, you're limited. It's just, it's mathematical, right? It just does not make sense. So one style doesn't have everything. That's that's my worst advice that I've ever given. And uh, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but it's karate. Karate ends up, uh, along with other martial arts too, man, it ends up being a bit of a cult, you know. Sometimes, where yeah. um, I'm sure you get that with speaking to your guests, like you you get to understand, you know, some of the some of the flaws in the thinking there, you know. But um, yeah. So that's that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's like thinking of a school system, like when you're in grade school, you learn everything from one teacher. And then from course, when you go to preparatory school, like or course middle school, you know, you learn it from different teachers goes to high school. And then once you get to college, it kind of everything breaks into like different categories. Like, if you're taking a science, you're taking a science class, you're gonna get like different varieties of science, you know, you get the anatomy, you get the, of course, the environment, and uh, you know etc all that stuff yeah so everything that you did as like a whole and when you were a kid everything's breaking off and of course uh depending on your uh major yeah you learn that certain certain type of science yeah. so yeah the,
1: the, the way i see it is is like like every every particular martial art is kind of like it's kind of like going to the doctor man you know you've got a you go to you go to your walk-in clinic, and most people, most most of the clinics are, are general practitioners, GPs, right? And so, okay, they've been to medical school and they've studied the anatomy and stuff, but they haven't really focused on one particular body part or an organ or whatever. If you want if you've got a heart issue, you gotta go see a cardiologist. If you've got a, if you've got like a a problem with your knee, you gotta go see a knee guy, an orthopedic surgeon, kind of thing, right? Uh, you, you're not going to get answers from a GP. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so karate guys claim to uh, claim to. – I'm not going to say all karate guys, but uh, from the experience I've had, um, these guys claim to be specialists in, in pretty much every aspect of fighting, but not the case because <laughs> you'll get tuned up by a boxer if, if you strike. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, If you want to learn how to strike, I think the best striking system mm-hmm. on the planet is boxing, uh, one of them anyway. You know, along with Muay Thai, you know, where you're learning your knees and elbows and stuff. I mean, you can't knock combat sports. And that's 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 where that's where um the big that's where unity comes in. Like I, I'm trying to say, hey guys, stop stop the madness, stop thinking that what you got is the best because it isn't. Go out there and train with everybody and bring it back. Unite everybody because that's what it's all about. You know? Um, yeah. Rant over.
0: yeah Uh, that's that's why Mr. Norris created the uh United Fighting Arts Federation yeah so of course yeah that's why it was like I I enjoy always going to the convention on in July it's like we're always going to get these uh different martial artists that teach us uh different uh like different fighting styles so yeah so like I said before we had um George St. Pierre so he's of course he's big with um UFC and yeah he was teaching like uh sort of sort of like uh like what they do in UFC or like how he trains. So it's always uh, good. Well, mostly if you train, it's mostly self That's why I always look for when it comes to training, self-defense, like like what, what's the purpose of uh, self-defense? I mean, I always ask my students, like, what's your goal? What's your goal after you leave school or either like um, any place else? Your goal is to go home.
1: Okay. Yeah, you're not
0: worried, yeah. Survive. And and yeah, I always tell them like, "What's your mindset?" It's like, "Are you going to do what you get home, or am I going to make it home?"
1: See, yeah. that's another thing too, right? Like, I, 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 I also one one of the problems I faced um, was with with the whole idea of self defense. I'm going to be honest; a lot of the stuff that I trained fell apart under pressure. When I when I trained with with uh, guys that did this thing for a living, so for example, one of In in the Karate Unity Network, I'm blessed to have uh, tactical combative instructors—guys that guys that are law enforcement in law enforcement from various levels, like everything from traffic cops all the way to special force operators, right? Um, And uh, these guys see all kinds of violence at different levels every day, right? Um, And so they're great guys to have in your network because they'll call your BS. You know like a, a lot of the a lot of the bunkai that we would do they'd be just standing there in the corner looking at looking at us going nope right and and, and you know of course i get all defensive and i go show me show me why and they they prove my prove me wrong in seconds you know a lot of a lot of the stuff we we did as and we called self defense uh you know um had too many beats like we would okay Against a haymaker punch, for, for instance, with block, strike the hand, hit, grab, knee, elbow, turn the guy, foot sweep, down, couple of punches and out, right? Um, the, these these guys who, who deal with violence on a daily basis, they're going, bro, what you're doing is a kata still. It, it, if you want to use this in a self-defense situation, you got to be out by the third beat. It's like that punch comes in, you got to be crashing in you're crashing into stopping this guy, right? Uh, you ballistically hit and then you got to be out by the third beat, you know, at at most by the third beat, you know, if you can end it earlier, great. So man, that was a game changer to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so yeah, to your point, self-defense is so important. And, and knowing, knowing that you got to do this to go home is so important too. Like, But the thing is, you see, when you train in schools where they teach you all these curriculums that where you have all these extended techniques and stuff, you begin to believe that that's the that's what it's all about until you get your ass handed to you by other people, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, that can go either way. You give up or you just say, okay, hey, show me that I want to learn that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so after all after all of the work is done how would you reward yourself i can't call this a guilty pleasure
1: oh bro oh i want to talk about this okay so so there's a do you know what bu- bubble tea is boba tea you yeah. know what that is yeah hey, it's like a drink with uh with tapioca starch balls in it have you had it before
0: no i haven't i heard of it yeah
1: okay hey. Boba tea or, or bubble tea—it's a—it's a thing here in Canada. Um, it's a Taiwanese uh, dessert drink, and I felt I'm—I'm I'm in love with it. So um, there's all kinds of flavors and things. Um, but the first time I had it, oh, I almost choked because so <laughs> you got this long straw and you got all these bubbles at the bottom. And my friends were saying, "Yo, Chris, you gotta you gotta take it easy when you're when you're when you're slurping on that thing." I went what do you mean? Take it easy. So I'm, so I'm drinking it and, and the, the, the ball shot right up and it's got stuck in the back of my throat. And I'm like, Oh, oh like this, right. And they're all laughing oh. at me. Right. And then I say, I told you, you got to take it easy. Right. So anyway, apart from that, it was a great drink. Uh, so I, I love bubble tea. I like chocolate and I love ice cream. Um, that's <laughs> my uh, cheat meals. <laughs> dessert. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, like generally, yeah. For me, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like that would that would be my cheat meal, like uh, uh, pizza, uh, ch- chocolate, ice cream. You pizza, know, I mean. Sure.
1: Oh, I heard New yeah. York pizza is amazing, bro. Yeah, yeah, big nod. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like yeah New York, and I also like the, the Detroit style pizza. Yeah, the.
1: Oh really? How, what's the difference between the two?
0: I mean, like I think you, New York is like almost like thin type of pizza, but with um, oh, the but, but like Detroit style, it's like deep dish. It's like, yeah, um, yeah.
1: making me hungry now, man. Uh,
0: yeah, go to Little Caesars.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had Little Caesars. Yeah, we've got the, we've got that chain here in Toronto. But uh,
0: yeah, man oh yeah there's one pizza place i want to visit because i know they got like a giant uh, uh it should be like near you uh they have like a uh pizza place where they make giant slices of pizza Yeah.
1: Yes. yeah yeah um there's a couple of places uh th- well there's this one place in downtown toronto called the big slice but um we, yeah. we have big slice pizza like yeah the, the portions here are pretty big but there are places that like they serve like uh for example, there's this place called Pizza Pizza um, and also Pizza Nova, uh, where the boxes are like this, man. You can get party-sized pizza, and uh, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of pizza.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be my goal, to actually go to that one place where they make that giant slice, and then, of course, I probably going to eat the whole thing, but, you know, that's at least...
1: Well, hey, man, when that's... you come over here to Toronto, I'll take care of you, man. Let's go there. <laughs> yeah, man. Message me. It's that simple. Yo, I'm here, yeah. Chris. All right, let's do it. We'll go eat some pizza. <laughs>
0: hey. All right. Uh, what famous movie would you want to be in?
1: Oh, have you seen the movie The Raid?
0: Yeah, I think I did. Well, who's that movie in that movie? Okay, so
1: uh it, it was uh, it was okay. The the main actor is Ikao awis. He's um is an indonesian actor um and uh uh, panchak silat is the art that he trains in you you if you look up the raid uh they they made two parts to it the raid and the raid redemption bro if you haven't seen that movie man you gotta see it like this week you have to see this movie bro um uh, i I can send you a link to it later Um, yeah Ikao Ikao Wis I- 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 is the, uh, is the main actor. He's, he's like, he's like a, he's like a God in, in, in Indonesia. Like he, he, uh, he does all kinds of action movies and stuff. And Oh bro, the, 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 the martial arts in that movie was unbelievable. Uh, and the bad guys in that movie. Oh, so I want to be a bad guy in that movie. If, if, if I, if, if I, if I, if I had the opportunity, I'd be the, ba- I'd be the good bad guy who dies a glorious long death. You know what I mean? Um I like I don't want to be the guy who just gets killed quick. I want to be the guy who like gives the good good guy a bad time, you know? <laughs> um but I still die. It's all good. But if I die <laughs> it's got to be glorious. Yeah. Um or or just a bad guy in a Bond film. Like to I'd like to put some hurt in James Bond. He get he gets away too easy sometimes. Yeah. I like, to, like to put some hurt in James Bond and you know from from an Asian guy, I wanna put some hurt on James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Said, who's who's that be- Asian guy putting on hurt on James Bond? Who's that guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just wanna, just, just, this is a fantasy. And then I wake up, have some pizza. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. It's been one of the half one of those hat that just chop your head off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but no, I, I, like, I, I, uh, I have some friends who, uh, all kidding aside, I mean, I, I've had some friends that um, that are into acting and stuff, and they just tell me, you know, all the fun they have, uh, you know, with 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 fight sequences and choreography and things. It just sounds sounds like something really cool. Like, you never know, man. Um, like, I when when I'm done when I'm done teaching, I might just explore something like that, or maybe even be like a technical, uh, you know, somebody like a technical person for fight choreography or something. Because there's jobs yeah. like that out there. Um, it's just a matter of just pursuing them. Right. But
0: yeah, whatever. We'll see. Yeah. All right. What would you say your uh, secret talent would be?
1: Um, I, uh, often make people laugh. I mean, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a pretty fun loving kind of guy. And, uh, I, uh, uh, one of the, one of the ways that, that, you know, the, the main trait, if you ask my wife, she, she'd tell you that, the one of the reasons why you know she fell in love with me is because i make her laugh you know and i i find i even as a as a as a teacher i've been doing this for this my second career um my first career was a computer guy but my second career as a teacher i've been doing it for 18 years and and the general consensus among my kids is mr hansen's a funny guy you know so i uh i crack a lot of jokes in the classroom keep things light you know and uh yeah, I guess you could say I, I I make people laugh. That's my secret talent. And then also, I've I've late lately, you know, I I I never knew I would do this, but uh, I love video editing. Video editing, I, I I seem to 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 have a little knack for. I mean, um, I like doing it. It makes me feel good just seeing seeing all the scenes cut up nice, and and then at the end, you know, where you layer a soundtrack at the end, that's kind of like the icing on the cake kind of thing. I really enjoy doing this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I can really escape in it too. Uh, it, it takes a lot of my time, which I gotta watch because uh sometimes I stay up late doing this stuff and it just kills me. But um yeah, it's all about balance, right?
0: <laughs> <You know. laughs>
1: hey. All right,
0: what was your dream celebrity encounter would be?
1: Um, I uh yeah, I wrote some notes to this. Um I I, I heard a lot about Keanu Reeves. I mean First of all, I, I, I love his movies. Um I um I really loved how he uh, his his part in uh in The Matrix, uh, for example. Um but um I I would love to to meet the guy and experience, you know, all of his supposed humbleness. I I I was told and, and from what I read too, he's a super humble guy, down to earth, everyone raves about. So I would love to experience that firsthand. Um, And the second person I'd like to meet too is, uh, is Tom Cruise. I mean, despite all the craziness that, that they talk about him, he's an amazing actor, man. And he, he, he goes full tilt boogie on every, everything he does and touches, you know, he does a great job. So I'd love to, to meet him and experience that talent, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing thing that I found out about um Tom Cruise um since he had done like the Top Gun movies. I mean he um had um fight art, that does fight lessons, or he yeah. he's like yeah he think he's like a a
1: pilot or something. Yeah. Did you see the Did you see the latest Tom uh the latest Top Gun man? Oh yeah, I seen it. Yeah. What'd you think about it?
0: And you know, I'm more used to like the, the first bar uh, the first Top Gun, you know, 'cause uh, you know, him and um of course Goose like getting the Top Gun and um, of course uh Val Kilmore being yeah. in the movie. Yeah, and, you know, it was like a shame what happened to um Val Kilmore's character in the movie, but you know, and yeah. but the fact to see Tom, or Tom Cruise um return as the Maverick and you know he's trained all these uh new pilots or like new top gun pilots, it's like uh almost like it's like going back to back to like the first movie but it's like it's a new version yeah
1: 100 like i i uh my my i thought it was brilliantly done and it was tied really well to the first one for sure um everything from like the opening scene to like uh to to the soundtrack to to like the fight sequences and just oh it was so good it was so good i loved it I love that movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, it was a shame that I'm one of the actors that was in the first movie, um Clarence Gilliard, passed away um recently. So right. yeah, and yeah, yeah. You see him in like Walker Texas Ranger and um other movies. Yeah, it's
1: just, I don't. I don't remember that actor. Well, I think if I if I look it up, I'll probably recognize it, but
0: I can't remember yeah.
1: off the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Well, if you well if you see the, like the second Karate Kid, you, you see him like trying to chop the 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 ice and he doesn't oh. do it and then yeah
1: oh that guy okay okay yeah 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 okay i think i know now
0: now yeah. yeah so he recently passed away so yeah uh all right here's the final question uh where do you see yourself 10 years
1: from now 10 years from now well let's see um well i wrote down some ideas here um well re- re- retired from elementary school teaching for sure um i'm i'll be fifty fifty four in december so um yeah so uh, hopefully if i if i can retire within the next five years uh i'll do that um but within that 10 year span definitely i'll be retired definitely within that time um i uh i want to stay healthy uh you know, uh, I, I'm I'm blessed so far to with, with health. I still got it in me. I'm still pretty active, you know. I, I train a couple of times a week and pretty hard too. And um, I'm okay to my younger students, and these guys like toss me around like a rag doll, which is good. So I I can still do that kind of stuff. Um, I wanna dig deep into karate unity, um, you know, tr- travel, train and teach, um, and take my family with me, you know, um, whenever I can. Um make more content and uh write uh you know books and and blog you know just have fun meet meet people and you know to me it's not about the money it's about it's about this man it's about touching touching hands and being grateful and and I'm telling you man i'm gonna remember you brother you know yeah. every, every person I speak to i remember man this is all part of my life, you know and it's not about money man like uh, there's people out there who are chasing this dream that I'm telling you, it's killing them. You know, it's killing them. And I, 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 I'm a, I'm a no one to say that, but I can see it. It's killing them. You know, like marriages are falling apart, you know, this and that, and you know, they're, they're getting out of shape and you know um, they're not happy people, man. They're chasing this dream that um, it's not a dream, you know? And and, and so, you know, the way I see it is, you know, if, if in 10 years, um, I've already thought about it already and it's happening now slowly. Like I'm, I'm migrating more to taking karate unity internationally and just meeting people and touching hands with different people, learning from them, tasting food, you know, and just enjoying life with my family. You know, it's about friendships and relationships, brother. That's, uh, that's number one for me, you know? Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, i can pretty much see like you know it's not, not all about money it's about really getting like helping people out you know i'm not going to be a sucker if the uh, turn down somebody give me a million dollars toward my podcast but you know i'm not going to use that all that money towards myself you know i got my uh of course i've been trained with uh my uh instructor for like 25 or 26 years you know oh, i know he's mind. like he's in need of um trying to build this empire and you know, I'm kind of if I'm if I was willing to get that money, I would um put that towards like his um studio or maybe even donate to people that really need it. And you know, yeah. you know, you got you got kids in the hospital or sickness. You know, and when I was doing wrestling, you know, I went visit went to visit the children's hospital. You know, this one kid I can't remember he had the same name as me. Oh, he had yeah. like uh, stage four uh stage four cancer. And, you know he's a uh, he, good thing he's saw um, in remission right now, and, oh, you know, great, and then, yeah, so, you no know, it was like really seeing that these kids like lose their chance to live because of these um cancers and these diseases, and you know it's like it feels like sometimes you can't do anything about it, but one thing you don't give up on the kids that are that are meant to live
1: oh a hundred percent that that is a good cause, man, same here man you know if i i I, I always uh, tell my, my, my family and my good friends, you know, if I, excuse me, if I come in, come into some big money or whatever, it's going to prior priorities are, you know, I'm going to take care of the people who need it. You know, I mean that, that, that's important, especially like kids. You know, I, I, uh, I'm very sensitive to this topic because I, I teach kids for a living. Right. And, uh, this particular year has been a hard year, not only in them, but for me, I, I, two 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 families um two kids for example um one lost one is now officially orphaned okay the the lost the mother and lost the father lost the lost the lost the the mother first uh to cancer and then shortly after the father right and so now this kid is officially orphaned um and then uh, the other the other kid who's good friends with each they're good friends with each other she lost uh, her dad recently you know and so she just has a mom now so i mean like i'm i'm telling you man suffering is a thing it's a real thing and you know you got to you got to look out and and you, if if you recognize that that everyone's going through something you know it, we we would put a lot of things in perspective and not worry about a lot of things you know we would just kind of just be humble and help each other you know i mean cuz we need it every single person needs it man we all need help, man. We all need, need to be there for each other, you know? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Just thinking about it when, you know, when I got hurt, you know, luckily my mother was retired and, you know, like throughout my, uh, like having surgery and then recovering till I was able to walk, you know, she was always with me seeing if I was okay. And, you know, really checking on me, just, uh, helped me out. Like, uh, yeah, at least getting back on my feet, you know, I'm very lucky that she is retired now. I mean, if she wasn't retired, she probably had to um, sacrifice her time away from work just to check on me. But, you know, for me, I had that um, good build. You know, I was prepared to know what's coming because, you know, you know, if you know. The risk when you do physical activity like sports i mean you're aware of the risks and but yet you have to be prepared if something happens but for me luckily i knew eventually i was going to get an injury and yet me working a good job with a good insurance uh i was really prepared so you know what people when don't have ins- good insurance you know they paying all this money out of their pocket and you know it's definitely a financial um, down spiral and you know i was like lucky yep
1: good on you man
0: yeah. yeah yeah still working to get back on my feet you know i I could say if i was talking video game i'm like 25 percent loading and yeah it's it's taking a long time to, for the game to start again
1: <laughs> that's okay that's okay don't give up man you gotta keep pushing it, you know everything will have its time yeah
0: yeah and when you talk about the uh, kids, um, that um, you're teaching that go on orphan, you no, know, just I think about one student that was, uh, actually adopted. Yeah, after I think that his parents gave him up, and you know, right now he's, uh, of course, he has a condition, uh, ADHD, and you know, I kind of, um, he's kind of like it was in a shell, and no, uh, I was like that one person that kind of got out of his shell because of like me shown on my experience uh of course with me i was um i had adhd and you know i was that kid that um didn't know how to learn properly you know i can learn but you know for some people that have like learning condition you know i don't like calling it disability or i just like calling it like a learning limitation
1: yeah. you know
0: you could you could still learn but yet yeah, your learning is wait. limited yeah yeah,
1: yeah 100 so, percent, man i uh I tell you, man, it, it it takes uh it takes a lot of patience to 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 deal with people, you know. Um like the I I, I uh, as I get older I, I'm starting to, you know, I'm getting a lot of practice in it because, you know, in, in teaching, you're dealing with kids, parents, uh, all kinds of different teachers, the public, you know, it's it's you get lots of practice dealing with people. You your patience gets trained really well, you know, and you begin to uh you begin to understand you know it's an empathy exercise you begin to understand people's struggles better and better you know as as you get older uh in this game so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm lucky for teaching you know that's one thing one thing that uh it, it's equipped me with is is understanding people you know uh better and better each day you know um it's a good thing and it's helped me with my martial arts so yeah
0: uh, most definitely. Uh, okay, Chris. Uh, thank you very much for joining me on this episode. And is so there any last words you'd like to tell our listeners out there?
1: I just want to say I'm I, I, I'm grateful. I, I'm really glad you reached out to me. Uh, remember to treat each other with kindness and respect. We're all going through something, and uh, you know, not one style is 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 the best. Go out there, cross train with others. Um, at the end of the day, we're we're we. You will realize, you know, when you put in enough time in your in your main martial art, you realize that all martial arts and combat sports are speaking pretty much the same language, just just for different contexts and different purposes, really. And once you, uh, so there's more similarities than differences. And once you understand that, you you'll begin to understand the reason for the differences, and you won't use those differences as as something to segregate uh different practices, you'll 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 begin to embrace more, you know, and um yeah, if you want to know more about that stuff, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And that, that's that's what some that's what I'm all about. Uh you know, that's the message I, I'm preaching over there. Yeah
0: yeah amazing uh, and thank you again for joining me on this podcast so definitely hope everything goes well for you and um, of course you gotta take care of that cold i know i used i had it like a couple of weeks ago i know it's a long process yeah yeah
1: i've been chugging at it for two weeks but it's kind of hard to shake because every single kid in my class is sick <laughs> you know but anyway no i appreciate that man and i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to get you on on, on my podcast next too so put a big note here.
0: Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah, I've tried to find another opening so yeah, so we could get this down. So definitely it's a two-way street here.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. So when yeah. not when are you going to post this and stuff?
0: Well, I'm of uh, of course uh, the the I usually I uh, post a episode on on Thursday. It gets posted. I I'll uh, get the audio to the um editor uh, cuz I'm part of a podcast group. So okay. I give it, I give it to the editor like around Wednesday and then uh, he'll have it posted on um, Thursday. So definitely this Thursday, uh, check out the B I B I C B P um website.
1: Yeah. If you can, if you can give me a reminder when that's out, but I'll check it out too. And, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing this. It'll be great.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going to do my little close it for the, uh, the podcast. All right. Ray. All right. For those who just uh, join me, uh, you tune into my previous episodes on BICBPRadio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And I'll see you next time for another episode here at the Kick Pod Podcast. This is your host, TJ Williams, bowing you out.